1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Monday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody had a good weekend it was a it was a wet weekend. Uh, I will say we were fortunate had a family we had we had the uh, the the wife's family Christmas down in South Alabama on Saturday, and we avoided rain. I mean it just misted a couple of times everywhere we'd been. It looked like it had just poured, so it was pretty good. And then the rains, boy, the rains came yesterday. Uh, but but a lot to talk about. A lot to catch you up on. Here on the Monday edition of the Drive, uh, Dan checked in a little while ago. He's feeling under the weather, so we told him, uh, "I said, you know, uh, don't take any chances with yourself or with us." So he's staying at the house today. Stay away. Uh, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> Say that again, Brian. Stay away. Yes, yeah. We don't we don't need to get sick. Um, I mean, it's. It's a gorgeous day today, a little cool, but I mean here we are two weeks away from Christmas. And there is uh, there there is a lot, I was saying, Brian, a lot to to be talking about today. You've got uh as probably as impressive a performance by the Auburn basketball team as we have seen in a long, long time no this kidding. past Saturday.
2: And and college football Christmas is just nine days away. Yeah,
0: you're right. <laughs> well, uh well, you've got the yes, the The signing period, used to call it the early signing period, but the signing period really is uh, next Wednesday, the 20th. In the meantime, you've got the transfer portal continuing to be added to and more players making decisions, including Auburn adding its first player from the transfer portal in Robert Lewis, the receiver from Georgia State. Auburn adding a player into the transfer portal today. Wilkie Denod entering the portal, but... Huge news for Auburn today as Keontae Scott announcing that he is returning for another season.
2: Well, that is big in a lot of different ways, right? First of all, you're getting one of the best nickels in the country, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a tough position to play in college football and really the NFL because you're asked to do so much and to be such a versatile type player. And he's really good at it, along with his really good um, ability to return punts on special teams. You're also getting a young man that uh, is going to represent Auburn really well on and off the field and be a really good leader on and off the field and be very um, engaged when it comes to recruiting right. uh, for the future of Auburn. So you're just getting an all-around um, – I, I would call him an Auburn All-American. He's not an All-American, you know, based on – but to me he's an All-American Auburn guy, right? That, that's what you're getting back in County.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he is someone – it'll be interesting to see if they decide to keep him at nickel – or moving to corner this year. I mean, he's a guy that that's going to help you back there in the secondary, and he's going to be the experienced guy now, because Auburn uh, is is losing most of the other very experienced players there in the secondary. So he will be a leader. I mean, he was already this year, but he will be a leader for Auburn football, and and uh, that's that's just a huge. I mean. That doesn't show up in your recruiting rankings or anything like that, but that is a huge get or, I guess, keep, if yes. you will, for, uh, for Auburn football.
2: Huge is, is definitely the word for it, and um, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. You know, Kyan Lee, you would think, would step in and be a starter. Right. He started the, last th- uh, the first three games uh, this year when Nehemiah was uh, injured and uh, continued to play and, and, I think, played pretty well, especially for a true freshman. Uh, I think Auburn is going to um, address some portal needs uh, at cornerback and safety uh, in the coming days and weeks, and um, you know I think they'll have some opportunities. But boy, I sure like Keontae at that nickel position. I, you know, that, to me, that's a full-time starter, and that's a really, really important position.
0: Oh yeah, there's no question about it. All right, uh, speaking of the of the portal, let's talk about the comings and goings, the coming and going, if you will, for for Auburn. Um, just earlier today, Wilkie Denard announcing that he's entering the portal, and that would be nine players from Auburn. I, 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 don't think they're, I don't think they're done. I did see a list of players from around the SEC that have entered the portal, and Auburn was uh, down near the bottom. I think yeah. only Alabama had fewer players that had entered the portal before uh, Wilkie Denard entered. Yeah,
2: and uh, I've got some breaking news just happened. Seth Wilfred, uh, the offensive tackle out of Snow College, Snow? Juco, has committed to Auburn.
0: Oh, that's good, good. I mean, there's no question that Jake Thornton, Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery have been looking for another offensive lineman or two. Now he is a so he's a guy that will sign next Wednesday, then because he yep. is a he is a junior college transfer, not a portal transfer.
2: That's right, and I believe he's got maybe three years of eligibility. I think left. he does. The, the way I see him is. Uh, maybe not necessarily a starter right away, but a guy who can maybe back up uh, Isaiah Ben Miller too tall over at right tackle or maybe be the future left tackle. I don't, I don't know how, how good he is. I think Auburn, and we'll talk about this more in depth, but I think Auburn's also looking for a um, left tackle in the portal to step in right away. Uh, I think um, – uh, uh, the, the Memphis transfer? Yeah. Mac, Yeah, but I think um, a Wade, uh, Dylan Wade, is going to return, and I think he's going to move from tackle to guard. If, if, yeah, if, if, if they if, get a left yeah. tackle.
0: Yeah, and and Pounder, I guess, is the uh, uh, the the Memphis offensive tackle who was uh, just uh, he was just in, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb just spoke with him. I think after he left. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He just. Yeah. He just left this morning, and then uh, doesn't Auburn? Oh, let's. Oh, Auburn. has got a. That's a defensive line transfer. Amaris Williams is in right now. Yes. This is the. This is a busy, busy time for transfers. Because, and I need to double check this. I I left my laptop at home. I wanted to look a couple of things up. Uh, I had someone ask me today, do transfers need to visit by this weekend? I know there is a dead period recruiting. Does that apply to the transfers as well? Because that starts like Sunday at midnight.
2: Yeah, I'm not. if it does, not 100 percent. If it does that.
0: apply to transfers, I know it applies to the high school and junior college right, players, right. and it starts this Sunday and runs through January 3rd. Yeah. If that were the case with transfers, then that's why you're seeing transfers that are—I mean, classes are done for most of them, if not all of them, for the fall, and they are hitting two and three places a yeah. week now. Yeah, they're because if you want to be in school for the spring term and that's obviously what the coaches would like to have is have those players in, term, in school for the spring term, then they'd like to go ahead and get those visits done. I'm sure it would be, um, it would, it would be comforting to the players to know before Christmas where they're going to go. But if they can't go anywhere after this weekend, then it's imperative for schools to get those guys in. And you've seen them come in over the last few days, coming in right now, And there'll be more transfers in this weekend.
2: Oh, I'd expect there may be a half dozen or so in this upcoming weekend. Uh, Transfers plus another half dozen or so recruits Mm -hmm. and others coming in to help out recruiting already committed players. Yeah,
0: well, it's the last. Yes, we know it's the last weekend before the signing period, which is a short one. And I wonder why they haven't changed that a little bit. You know, remember Hugh Freeze talking about uh, why do they need the transfer portal to go 30 days right now? Well. The signing period, it seems like, ought to be more than 48 hours because the initial plan for the NCAA was, here's the early signing period in case somebody wants to sign, <laughs> right. and then we'll have one that lasts for a month and a half yeah. later in February. This is the one where the majority of the players that can will go ahead and sign.
2: This is the one where if you're doing a really good job recruiting at the top of, of the SEC or the top of the country, you're signing – at least 95 maybe oh, 100% yeah. of your class.
0: You're you're signing 18 to 22 or maybe 20 plus, maybe yeah, your I'd whole say. class. Yeah. And yeah. then filling out the rest with uh, if there's if there's a player or two who either slipped through the cracks or didn't want to sign early and then right. no, but then you would know exactly how many players you could add for the transfer portal as well.
2: I think it's possible as far as high school JUCO recruiting that Auburn finishes out its class uh, in 9 more days and then has one guy that they concentrate the entire month of January in the first few days of February. I don't know exactly when it is.
0: Uh, I, I would say there'll be a few schools that'll be concentrating on <laughs> yeah. that one it's guy. There's going to be one and two, two in this state yeah. that will be concentrating yeah. uh, everything that they can oh, on yes. Ryan Williams, yes. who reclass- made it official today that he's reclassifying and will be a 2024 February signee.
2: Yep, and uh, he's already a five star in, in the 24 class on our rankings. Um, committed oh, to Alabama. He's everybody's five-star special player, regardless of how old he is when he when he um, uh, when he enrolls, and um, an instant impact receiver. One of the best to come out of the state in years, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I think Auburn is right in the mix. I, I'm not going to make a prediction yet, but I think Auburn has a legitimate. Well, there's, there's a good ways to go. To there's them. a good yep.
0: ways to go too. I, I know there was some speculation today. Well, maybe he'll just sign next Wednesday. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he can, but it's, uh, I, I think it's very interesting that the February signing period begins on his birthday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, nice. so, okay. I mean, I think that that should a lot of sense. make it even more plain. So, yeah, we can talk about that. We'd love for you to join in. It's Bill and Brian with Drew at the Controls here on the Monday edition of The Drive. And you can give us a call on The Drive hotline presented by Skybar that number 334-321-1390 or you can text us on the drive text box uh, which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors also the sponsor of our podcast where you can uh, you can listen to those podcasts anywhere that you get your podcast uh, and that number the drive text box number is 334-564-1840 so a lot of football news let's see well I didn't I just sort of briefly mentioned Wilkie Denaud. Yep. Entering the transfer portal today, he was a freshman this past yeah. year. Did did not get uh, mm-hmm. did not make it in the field.
2: Right. Um, you know, I, I think this is a situation where Wilkie's a, a terrific young man, but I think um, you know maybe after assessing things with his you know coaching staff and such, he just determined that you know he probably needed to move to a different spot. You know, to have a better chance of playing uh, this upcoming season.
0: I will say Auburn doesn't have a lot of numbers there no. on the defensive front.
2: No. Uh, they're gonna bring in a really good high school class.
0: Well, you know, the guy already. who is the guy who is on campus to today yeah. is is somebody who Auburn would dearly love to add to that defensive line class of Morris Williams. Yes, another
2: Florida Florida, Florida decommit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's he's the one that's already decomm- is he? yeah, he's decommitted from them already. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, who hasn't? Yeah, I know that my
0: goodness it's it's been hey. it's been crazy down in Gainesville.
2: The way things are looking down there, it just seems like looking at it from afar that it's falling apart for for Napier and that staff. But it really, just it really the,
0: does. I mean, Auburn's got one and Jamonte Waller, who who uh, already flipped. was was yeah. was was uh, recruiting L.J. McCray this, yes. this past weekend. They're still
2: heavily involved with him. Don't know if we can, if Auburn can get him out of Florida or not. But
0: yeah, he hasn't decommitted. Right? No, he's th- still committed. he's still committed. Demaris Williams is a decommit from Florida. He's a, another defensive lineman. But that's like like I was saying. I mean, uh, Auburn's got playing three. time playing time to offer there on the defensive line. Yeah, they've
2: got three defensive linemen committed right now. Uh, T.J. Lindsey is going to come in and play right away. I think he's capable of being a, a pretty good true freshman. Um, Demetri Nicholas is, uh, is the kid from Miami. Is more of a developmental guy. Yeah, he, and like. he's
0: a guy that won't sign until February, I believe.
2: And then Malik Blockton, if he's anything like his brother. How, right.
0: He, yeah. How about how about the story on him? He's gone ahead. He signed his letter of intent. He's. I mean, he can't officially, you know, sign the grant and aid right until next Wednesday, but he doesn't. You know, he wanted to go ahead and and you know let everybody know for sure he's coming and he is planning on starting uh, to practice right with Auburn when they start bowl practice on Saturday.
2: Yep. I think uh, you'll see that maybe with a couple others they can go through a process to get that done. But that, that's a big one there. And I would not be surprised if he, he um, works his way into um, playing time. I don't, I don't think he's a, a star, you know, right away. But I think he's a guy that's going to get better and better and better every year, just like his um, older brother did, right? Yep. So uh, I just um, – I'm high on him too. And I think i would love to add another freshman defensive lineman and then go in the portal and get a couple more at least. Uh, just to have that good rotation Yeah, the Mich- Michigan
0: State defensive lineman yeah. is, is somebody, one of the guys that Auburn's pursuing. Yes. Um, uh, speaking, speaking of uh, his big brother, uh, heard anything lately
2: on, on Marcus? He was in the process of making a decision, and I think Auburn has outlined uh, some good reasons for him to return. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, would not be surprised if he did elect to return to Auburn. Um, Keontae surprised me a little bit. I mean, I heard uh, a couple of days ago that maybe it was starting to lean this way, but if I go back a few days or four oh, or five yeah. days,
0: right. I'll tell you what, before Friday, I right. was, I was thinking maybe it's not looking so good, but Friday, I got a call from someone down in South Alabama who said the, uh, director of the senior bowl said he declined his senior right. bowl invitation, which so. was a good
2: sign, yes. but that's no guarantee, right, exactly. but that was a
0: good, good sign.
2: Yeah. But that, that was a big pickup. I I think it's very possible that uh, Marcus could like to return, too. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we're going
0: to get to our first break. We'd love for you to join in. Spectre, you'll be up first when we come back here on the Monday Drive.
1: Inspired by the bold bison. Mine at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email the drive at
0: ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Monday drive. Bill, Brian Matthews, Mauburn Sports.com. Drew at the controls. Dan. Under the weather, so he is out today, hopefully back tomorrow. Let's get to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar and Spectre gets us started. Hey, Spectre.
3: Hey, uh, of course, you know what I want to talk about, right? Uh, no, I don't really. <laughs> we'll talk about the offensive line. Oh, okay. Um, listen, um, how many of our ones are not going to be with us next
2: year? Starters
0: from this year, um, let's see. Well, Gunnar Britton is out of eligibility. Yep.
2: Avery Jones is out of eligibility. A- right. And I think um, those are the only two starters.
0: Yeah, because Jalil Irvin is. He's a backup. Uh, right. Yep. He's out of eligibility. Yep. Um, yeah, Auburn, Auburn has a chance of actually, since Connor Liu got the start down the stretch, started when uh, Avery went out, um, you know, there's. We, we haven't heard, but, I mean, it, it appears Dylan Wade will be back. Isavian Miller back. Um, Cam Stutz is out of eligibility. So, right. so three guys who started a good bit, but you have three who started as much with Connor Liu getting as many starts as Avery Jones. So, you have three starters, Jeremiah Wright, who played a good bit returning. So, they, they've got some decent experience coming back, and then they're they're adding – you know, high school, junior college, and looking for transfer portal guys.
2: Uh, before um, you step in real quick, I want to say this about the offensive line. I think Jake Thornton did a great job of turning a offensive line that really – It was a mess. Yeah, was maybe the worst in the SEC into a really – a pretty solid unit this year. I think they are working hard to make it even better next year. And uh, I like the plan they have in place. I like the guys they've already brought in. And I feel like they are – Taking steps to make the line better immediately next year, and also continuing to build up, uh, you know, through the ranks and get some younger players coming up. They're going to be good too.
3: Yeah, I, I'll give him that too. Also, uh, listen, um, offensive tackle. Now, there's a lot of names being thrown out there, and I, I, I look. I, I've been on undercover, and I see what undercover has to say. But how many are we actually? solid
0: in getting Well, they just got a commitment from a junior college offensive tackle today and uh, the kid from Snow Junior College, Seth Williford, yep. I believe is his name.
2: Yeah, he's got three years of eligibility left. I think he could play. He's
0: got four to play three, yeah. so he he's basically going to come in as a, like a true sophomore right. who'd be able to redshirt. So he's a guy that I don't think they're recruiting to step right in and have mm-hmm. to start. He's there to sort of add depth to the younger classes that they're trying to develop.
2: He's basically in the same class now as Conor Liu. Yeah, that's which, right. Which tells you this is a guy coming in that can give you uh, good competition, rotational play, and eventually a uh, development to a starter. So, again, you're, you're not just building at the top. You're also building from the bottom up. Now, the bottom. They've,
0: got, they've got a, a uh, very highly rated transfer visiting this weekend in Fernando Carmona. Yep. He was, uh, I think, PFF rated him as the number – Four or five offensive tackle in the Power Five this yep. past year?
2: They really like Vinny's – I don't know how you say his last name. Scurry, maybe? Scurry, it Scurry looks like. from uh, Toledo. And, and uh, they, hey, they may be in the best shape to get him.
3: Brian, are any of these offensive linemen, are they getting NIL?
2: Oh, yes. Everybody on Auburn's team is getting NIL, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, but, you know, I, just, I was just wondering about that because I always hear about the quarterbacks, running backs, and oh, receivers. Oh, sure. But I was wondering if, if interior linemen and defensive linemen were in that group, too. And, uh, let me ask a question about Dylan Wade. I, he, he's uh, wanting to go to NFL. When will we know for sure whether he stays at Auburn or not?
2: Well, I think he's very much leaning toward coming back to Auburn. Um, and he, I think he could announce that or announce his decision anytime. time. Um, and I, I think right now Auburn's plan for that offensive line, if it works out, is to bring in a top transfer left tackle who can start right, right. away, somebody that they're that confident in. Allow Dylan Wade to move to guard, which is where his future lies in the NFL. Um, that's his best position. Uh, you got Connor Liu back at center. You got Isaiah Tutal Miller back at right tackle. And then you've got a competition at guard um, with Jeremiah Wright, um, uh, Jaden Muskrat. I guess Tate Johnson. If it, yeah, if, if his um, health will allow it. And right. – um, they're going to try to bring in a a, a transfer guard too you
0: got Dylan senda who transferred yep. it from Northwestern the red one. shirt of this yep. past year uh they they really like take uh they really like uh Johnson yep as a tackle, uh, as a like tackle. Like. yep so I mean they've got some young guys and and yes they're looking to bring in that you know plug and play probably one year or left tackle so they can move Dylan Wade inside
3: okay one last question uh, undercover says we don't have any O
2: line transferring out. Is that right? Um, not at this time. I don't believe. Right. Yeah,
3: not not yet.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody who looked up and didn't yeah. see much path for playing time right. decided maybe, to join.
2: Maybe some young guys, but maybe maybe they'll wait until year two. Right. or see. they
0: or they may wait until after the bowl game. Sure. Yeah. I Never mean, knows. you know, I mean, that's one of the things Coach Freeze preached: finish. And uh, you know, some of these guys may just wait and see how things go in bowl practice.
3: When's
0: that window close? Uh, the window closed January second, I believe.
3: January second. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate
0: the call, Specter. Yeah, through the end of the day, January second. I guess midnight, January second, is the last day players can enter the transfer portal for this period. There are 15 more days. It's either the end of April or the beginning of May uh, that there are 15 more days. That May first of the
2: 15th. I that's believe. what I
0: thought. I was thinking it was May first. Um, so that's. That's the opportunity for players to enter the portal. Now, the ones that are in the portal, they don't have to do anything now. I mean, they've really got until school gets started next fall. But both schools and the players would be much better served if players could go ahead and transfer and be able to go through the spring. I think that's one thing, just Brian, my feeling is that unless there is a special exception, Hugh Freeze wants to get his transfer guys in to be able to go through spring practice.
2: I think that's a priority for all of them, right? You know, if there's some hole they've got to fill back in the spring to get in the summer, that they'll do yeah, it. But
0: Yeah, say say somebody gets hurt or right. transfers out that they right. were surprised by in May.
2: But now they've gone through a whole year with this group. They know exactly what they have, what mm-hmm. they need, what they need to make this team better, make this defense and offense work better. They want to get those guys in the spring and really start building toward uh, being a much better team in
0: 2024. You know, it's it feels like – Ah, uh, during the season, we were thinking, uh, well, Auburn may go out and and go 12 to 16 transfers. I I just can't see it being that high now, just with the success that Auburn's having recruiting the the players that they're hoping to sign next Wednesday. Yeah, I think that I think the number of players that they're trying to bring in from the portal has gone down.
2: Well, the lesser number to me of transfer portals guys you need to bring are. in, that means you're – yeah, right. That's how much better you're getting. That's and, how um,
0: that, how better the foundation or yeah. the core that you already have that you're trying to add to.
2: I, I think the goal will be to get to it so every year you're only having to bring in three, five, six. Right. You know, something like that at most, right? Yeah. And, and,
0: and hopefully not uh, not all of them to start. Hopefully, right. you know – uh, if you can find a player that's better than, than somebody that you have starting in a couple of spots, that's great. And then other guys to, to give you some depth and compete for starting spots. 334-321-1390. Yep. 3, 3, 3, 1, we'll talk some basketball when we come back. We'd love for you to join in. 334-321-1390 3, 3, 3, 1, is the drive hotline. Bill and Brian here with you on the Monday Drive.
1: ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Dan, a little under the weather, so hopefully he'll be back in the Tomorrow, uh, boy, um, Brian. Let, we'll talk a little basketball here in just a little bit. But first, wanted to uh, let let you talk a little bit about everything that's going on. You were mentioning during the break who's going where and what all's going <laughs> on. And 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 an early happy birthday to you. Thank you.
2: Fifty yeah. six.
0: Man, they, they come quicker and quicker. <laughs> hey, I'm really telling do. you, I, I don't even, I don't pay attention anymore. The house would be burnt down if we had a candle for every year now. <laughs> I
2: don't know what happened to 30 through, Not, uh, I don't know where it all went.
0: Yeah, I wonder about the last 30 years sometimes, too. Uh, but, but yeah, well, well happy birthday. But you. but you guys have got uh, everything covered, and there is a lot to be covering right now.
2: Yeah, even today, Seth Wilford, the Juco offensive lineman, just uh, committed. Well, let's just um,
0: see. Just today, just today, Auburn's gotten a junior college commitment. Uh, the a, the uh, announcement from Keontae Scott yep. that he's returning. A player entering the portal, and and you know we're we're still getting over the uh, basketball from the weekend, and Auburn adding its first uh, addition from the transfer portal.
2: That's yep. just happened since Friday. Yeah, and then uh, had several updates on on kids visiting uh, the the offensive lineman from Memphis, M- McLean, Pounders. I think he just goes by Mac. Yeah. Mac Pounders, that's much better. Yeah, it's a whole like lot that. easier. Yeah, it is a lot easier,
0: <laughs> yeah. Is it Mackie Lynn? I don't really know. But, I mean, I, I see that it's M-A-K is just what he goes by.
2: So. But there are nine days until signing day, so you can expect a lot of drama, whether it's portal, whether it's high school, or even juco recruiting mm-hmm. is going to be big for us over the next nine days. Um, we've also got, of course, basketball. Uh, Wednesday, Auburn's going to uh, Huntsville to play UNC Asheville. And then back home Sunday against USC and Bronny James and all that, and that'll be the that'll probably be the f- that yeah that'll be the final uh, day that kids can be on campus before the that is right quiet and so it, and There will be a
0: crowd of recruits.
2: Yep, will be, and um, basketball, football, football recruiting, all that you name it and more. We'll get together for our podcast uh, tomorrow afternoon, I'm sure, and have an update there. Also and just um you know what else on. what else
0: is uh the start of a uh, bowl practice will yes. be going on this weekend.
2: Yes, that starts at the end Saturday, of Saturday, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh I think the plan is to practice five times in Auburn and two or three times at the bowl site. I yeah, I think he was saying happened. eight is eight usually total. what he likes. Yeah. yeah. So um and I think technically they could practice a lot more than that, but I don't think that's the norm anymore. I nah, just don't think there's enough. Well,
0: I don't think Hugh is one of the big grind a lot Mm-mm. for the bowl game. He wants them to enjoy. Uh, he also wants to get a lot of work for the young for the young guys.
2: Yeah, and then you've got to balance out bowl practice with everything else going on with the portal and recruiting too. You just cannot mm-hmm. do it all at once. Or are you going to do one of them poorly? And, you know, for Auburn, uh, <laughs> you better be recruiting – Number one, number two, number three, right? Ab-
0: absolutely. But you don't want to finish the year on a three-game losing no, streak no, and finish under five hundred. No. So, I mean, I think it's very important to, to get a win, if you yeah. can, in the bowl game.
2: Yeah, and there will be doubling the amount of practices they normally have for a, a regular game. So there is an opportunity to, to get better, work with the young players, and put in and, and uh, have a good game plan, too. So uh, that will all be getting started soon, and it's going to be a really busy time up through January. And then once we get January, SEC play starts at basketball, preseason baseball practice will start you know we'll be start, starting to talk about spring practice for football it just keeps on rolling
0: oh yeah so uh tell i mean tell everybody you know how to find everything
2: you can get all that coverage at auburnsports.com uh you can also follow me on twitter slash x and threads at bmatau have
0: uh have y'all figured if uh y'all figured who's who all's going to nashville
2: uh, I am going for the game. Stoltz is going for the week or the few days of practices up there to cover that and the interviews and stuff. And there may be one more of us going for the game, too. But um, So we'll have at least two two people up there uh, for a game day.
0: That's cool. Got the, got the credential affirmation thing over the weekend. So, uh, and we'll have
2: a photo there also. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Look, looking forward to that trip. All right, uh, before we get back to the phones, got to get some thoughts on basketball all right, so we were at a, a family uh, Christmas down in South Alabama, and since the game started at 1 o'clock, everybody was eating, and we missed the first few minutes of the game. Turn the TV <laughs> on, and it's 20 to 10, yeah, Indiana. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is not good. And the, my goodness. I don't I don't know that I saw a missed shot. It didn't seem like for the rest of the half, yeah. Auburn outscored them 42 to, to 14 or 42 to 12 over the last uh, you know two thirds of the first half.
2: That kind of reminded me of that run Auburn got on back in 2019 in, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they were just running through teams. You know, they were just get on a roll and they could not be stopped. And that's what that team did. And I think the most impressive thing about that game to me was. Uh, It wasn't uh, a very good game for uh, Janai Broom, Auburn's best player offensively. Yeah, two points. And it didn't matter.
0: No. If you had told me that Janai was going to finish the game with two points, I would have thought, that's not good news for Auburn. No, Auburn wins by 28. Yeah.
2: And it wasn't even that close, if we're being honest. No,
0: no, it really wasn't. Auburn was up 30 midway through the second half. Yep. Uh, And, I mean, they shot lights out. The most impressive thing to me was the – The fact that Auburn finishes with three turnovers with the speed of the pace of that game and the third turnover came when Auburn ran you know had a a shot clock violation as they're running the clock down with 0.8 seconds it runs down to 0.8 seconds so that's officially a turnover so that means two turnovers in the game by your regulars
2: yeah it's unbelievable that's just that's just spectacular play if you if you'll be honest and uh, Auburn's guards did a great job shooting and driving, um, and Katie Johnson was just lightning off the off the bench. You know, it was a big part of that um, first half run. Mm-hmm. Auburn sort of putting the game away there. It wasn't away, but it, you know, put got that double digit lead. That well, they're up really eighteen at the half. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, we we'd love your thoughts on anything you want to talk about sports wise. Oh, and and. Uh, I, I guess we could talk about the the seven hundred million dollar man, if you would like. That uh, may be why Dan's not here today. He's still, he's still celebrating, over the celebrating, celebrating the yeah. fact that his Dodgers uh, now have have Otani to go along with two other MV, former MVPs. My goodness, <laughs> uh, so we're we're wide open here on the Monday Drive. Let's get back to the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. And Steve is up next. Hey, Steve.
4: Well, you know. Sunday, Saturday was a great day in Atlanta. It was a lot of fun, but it's extremely difficult to explain to Indiana fans our love-hate relationship with Katie Johnson. Um, <laughs> you know, them them having not seen him play his entire career. You know, he gets on this roll, and everybody in our group is just like, "Wait for it, wait
0: for it,
4: wait for it." And, and I think he took one bad shot, and I, I think he got one bad foul. But they were finally, when the game was out of hand, they were like what is y'all's problem with this guy? He's great. I was like, no, y'all don't understand. It, y'all are getting the best seven to 13 minutes of KD Johnson we've had since his first year at all. Yeah, but, you know,
0: Steve, the, the new rule really, I think, favors KD. That new, the, the new rule about the block charge, um, yeah. I mean, it favors him so much because it's almost impossible to have your feet set before he takes off. Because I mean well, and, he is and, he is twirling and, I, and flying and spinning and I mean it's just unbelievable.
4: Well and the beauty of it is I think he's finally figured out there's actually an advantage to putting the ball in the basket as or before you get fouled, as before he was just looking for context so much mm-hmm. it's almost like he wasn't trying to score. And now he's not I don't know if he was protecting himself or whatever, but he, he played tremendous and um yeah, you know, it was just it was interesting cuz the Indiana fans were very nice and the majority of them there were lots of them. Yeah, I was going to I was 40. I wanted to
0: ask. I mean, I couldn't tell. I saw an awful lot of comments from Auburn people uh about being outnumbered. Were there that many? Well, I think they
4: bought the lower bowl tickets quicker than we did cuz uh, we were sitting right in the middle of them to be honest. Um I think if you went by numbers, we probably it was 60-40, you know you know when, when the noise started to be made you heard a lot more noise from the upper seats okay. but they were everywhere in the lower thing and and they were everywhere in Atlanta i mean we went to some place to you know grab some lunch before we walked in and walked right back out because that was it was it was an indiana bar i mean they were they were they were hanging from the rafters in there so but we asked them and they said like us they said you can't get tickets in bloomington
2: mm-hmm. and
4: you know it just was they got tickets they came to atlanta they got they got out of the snow and they made a weekend of it,
0: so and, and they're excited um, about their basketball program, you know, more than they have been in a while. They're off to a two and and0 start in the Big Ten.
4: Yeah, and they they were they were shocked. I mean, they, you know, they were, they were loud and proud when they were running, and then I think they realized that they don't quite have the athleticism that mm-hmm. we do in the SEC. And they, you know, there are a couple of what they thought were you know touch fouls. and I was like, guys, this is this is SEC basketball. We don't call everything. You know, we, we kind of let people play. Um, but it was – tell you this, if 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 Jalen Williams can play like that, and I'm not expecting him to get 24 points or whatever, but just play where he is, aggressive. Aggressive,
0: absolutely.
4: And, 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 and does what he did, take the open shot, make a play, play good defense. I mean, we can get 13-7 and three out of him for the rest of the season. We, we have a chance to be pretty good because – He's, that, that's the position that we're not that good at is the four. We just don't have a guy. And and, and Baker Mazzaro or whatever, I can't ever say the guy. Mazzaro, right. yeah. Um, he is um, – he's eventually going to be a starter. I mean, you you got you to give more credit for all that he's done for the program. But Ken's eventually going to step in that position because he is, he's figuring it out. And you can see he and his teammates are starting to learn each other. And – He's an enthusiastic guy when he's on the court. Oh, you're not well, kidding. He's, he's more.
0: there's a lot of excitement coming off that bench right now. You're not kidding.
4: And he's more in control. He's a, he's a little more in control than than um, some of our, our other more enthusiastic guys. So, <laughs> and it was just good to see. It was just good to see Aiden Holloway come out and just, I think Bruce told him in the locker room man, shoot until you make one. You know, and, and he made the first one, and he made the second one, and then I think he missed a couple. But after that, it just looked like you know okay I'm not in a slump you know I'm not he he played very well and and, and so did Trey so
0: yeah Auburn's got a great situation at point guard
4: yeah they got two guys in two different styles Mm -hmm. and and I, I think I think Trey's trying to show that he can make threes when he takes because he's shooting very well but it was a lot of fun to go over see some old Auburn friends enjoy a nice night out in Atlanta Friday night go to a game actually win the game and you know, be home in, in late afternoon. It's a great trip, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, you know, we try to do it every year. And it's, it's it was – yesterday was one of the best of them because one guy walking out was being a pretty bad sport and said something about everybody being on the court. He basically said they're acting like they've just won the national championship. And, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, we got a long list of blue bloods we've beaten, and we just added y'all. So it's a big deal to us. <laughs> That's
0: a good one, Steve. All right, well, y'all have a good day, at um we'll- Appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. We'll get to Yellowhammer before we get to our final break of Hour 1. Hey, Yellowhammer.
5: Hey, afternoon. <clears throat> so, um, we're playing Maryland in a bowl game, and I know next to nothing about them, and I'd love to hear you talk about uh, who they are, what they've done, have they got any signature wins, what's their strengths and weaknesses, you know, all that stuff, and I'll hang up and listen.
0: All right. Uh, I mean, Mike Loxley, the Maryland coach, has long been known, Brian, as one of the best recruiters in the country. Uh, he was uh, he was one of Nick Saban's top recruiters. Um, That's when, right. When I forgot about he was that. Alabama. Yeah, sure and was. and that, that was the connection that he had with uh, Talia Tungavailoa. Tua's younger right. brother, who is the Maryland quarterback. And he's he's not the biggest guy, but uh, he can chuck it pretty well.
2: Yeah, he can throw it out of the field. He's got some pretty talented receivers, very accurate, just like his brother. Um, he's going to be a tough uh, defend. Auburn will have to prepare really well for him. And we don't know exactly how many of those uh, DBs, you know, are played in the bowl game yeah. for Auburn. So that'll be a big question mark. Uh, whoever plays will be certainly put to the test. and. Be really important to be able to pressure him.
0: Uh, as far as what was their biggest? I'm, I I don't have their schedule here in front of me. I'm trying to remember their their biggest win this year. Um, hmm. I mean they're 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 a team. I mean they were they were a pretty good team. They, they beat like they...
2: Michigan State, Indiana, Nebraska, and Rutgers. Uh, they also. Um, Went down the wire, lost 31-24 against Michigan.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I remembered it. That's right. Uh, I, I knew there was somebody that they played really tight uh, that was good. So, <clears throat> yeah, the number one number one seed in the college football playoff, they played it within seven points. Yep. Uh, they're, they're a team that I, I, I think Auburn's got the advantage defensively, and I don't know. I haven't wa- – to be honest, I haven't watched Maryland – this year.
2: I only watched them against um, Michigan in that one game. That's the only time I watched them. Mm -hmm.
0: Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Right back with more of your calls. Who we got? Robert, hang on. You're up when we come back here on the Monday Drive.
2: It's time to stop dealing with unreliable network
1: copiers. Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Monday. And let's get back to the drive hotline. And Robert is up next. Hey, Robert.
3: Hey, guys. How y'all doing?
0: Doing fine.
4: I read today that Malik Lockton uh, signed early with Auburn. Is that something
2: new? It's just a, It's not. A, he didn't sign a, a national letter of intent. He signed a um, One of those financial agreements? Yeah. 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 yeah, which is something players have oh, done okay. in the past. But it's, it's non-binding.
0: Right, all that well that binds the university right. to him, but he is not bound to the university. Players in the past have been able to sign those with multiple schools, but it, it gives them, you know, it, it gives them some uh, sense of, all right, they're taken care of, they're guaranteed, they're going to be taken care of. You're right, it's a little unusual to hear about that uh, for it to be a public deal beforehand, but I think Malik just wanted everybody to know, hey, I'm I'm signing with Auburn, and he sort of beat the rush.
5: Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad it did. Another thing, too, uh, about how many five stars do we sign each year? And how many are we going to sign this year?
2: Uh, Auburn averages signing zero five stars every year. It's usually one five uh, star every Well, how many are there years, nationally, Brian? Uh, usually around 32. 32. So Corresponds yeah. with the NFL draft, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, I think Auburn right now they've got one five. Star? Yeah, Cam's
0: a five star. Is that is is Perry? Perry's a four,
2: right? Yeah, th- I think Perry's I think he may be a
0: composite five, but
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a possibility if they get Ryan Williams. Uh, well, Ryan's a, definitely a five. Yeah, star. he's already he's already five star. He's reclassified and he's already five star in the yes. twenty four class for us. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other five stars Auburn is involved with in this class.
0: They got a bunch of four stars. Bunch no. of four stars that they are involved with, or and or looking to sign, but but yeah, I mean it's there's, there's
4: a lot of them. I'm sorry, there's a lot of them that are fringe
5: five stars.
0: That yes, are really, really good yeah. four stars. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, I'm really excited about what's going on in Auburn, and I think it's just going to be a, a a sign of the things to come.
2: KJ Bolden is a five star. Oh, okay. uh, number twelve nationally. Uh That's the safety from Buford, currently committed to Florida State, but. Uh, very highly, I think, considering a flip to Auburn. We'll see there. Kamarian um, Franklin, I don't know how much Auburn is still talking to him. Yeah, I
0: have not heard nearly as much about him But lately. he's a
2: five-star, uh, committed to Ole Miss, chose Ole Miss over Auburn. Mm-hmm. So maybe one just to keep an eye on. Uh, Zquan Patterson is another one that picked uh, Miami over Auburn. I don't know that Auburn is still um, – Yeah, I haven't heard Yeah, real, almost anything yeah, about him lately. I don't know that he's considered anything, but he is a five-star. Um. I think.
6: It, it just sounds really good. I, yeah. I appreciate the information. Thanks appreciate it, Robert.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's
0: – Brian, it's better than I think even the most optimistic Auburn fans could have thought it would be right now.
2: Well, I'm having to tell myself and telling other people that follow recruiting that you've got to change your mindset. This is not Auburn uh, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. This is a different recruiting machine Auburn's got going now. And, and people need to start to understand that Auburn is going to be – having really, really good classes. Things are about to change in a major way for Auburn football.
0: I, I will though say, I, I remember I remember Coach Dye's best classes. And this is the time when we're gonna get everybody. We're gonna get everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then there'll be a time, another time before signing day when, oh crap, we're not gonna get them. Eh, Auburn's gonna do better. They're gonna get their share at least. All right, Jerry. If you can't hang on, we've got to get to our top of the hour. Is an Auburn Network production.
1: Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill and Brian Matthews here in the studio with Drew at the Controls. Dan, under the weather, should be back tomorrow. We, uh, we hope he gets feeling better. We'd love for you to join in. Fun first hour. We got uh, quite a few calls, quite a bit to talk about uh, just here locally. I mean, uh, not, not even talking about, you know, national and international news, but, I mean, with Auburn basketball and in its most impressive performance not just of the year, but in quite a while, in yeah. that runaway win over Indiana in the uh, holiday hoops giving over in Atlanta on Saturday afternoon. Boy, both teams, uh, both SEC teams uh, w- winning huge. Uh, Mississippi State won 104 to, it was about almost the exact same score. Who
2: would that be? Uh,
0: was it Tulane? I believe. Okay. And, but then Auburn, 104 76. Yep over uh, Indiana. So we talked a little bit about that. Love to hear from you if you were there or, or just your thoughts on that. And then football, there is a, a good bit of news. Auburn <coughs> added its first uh, had its first edition from the transfer portal over the weekend. And uh, Robert Lewis, uh, the wide receiver from Georgia State. We didn't really we talk didn't. about yeah, him. Yeah, we didn't.
2: I, I think, um, first of all, he catches a lot of passes.
0: Yeah, well, a whole was lot it of passes. 70, 70 receptions this year.
2: Yeah, I think I saw a stat where Auburn's receiver had 30 something catches.
0: I wonder how many receptions did Auburn's receivers, not including tight ends, running backs, did Auburn receive? I don't Total. know that Auburn
2: receivers caught 70 passes this year. I don't know either, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so. And I think he's probably going to be a, a a slot, but you know he can play outside too. I
0: wonder. I saw that he only played about twenty percent of the time at the slot this year. When I, when you watch the video, he doesn't look like that little little scat back kind of guy. Listed, he does.
2: He's listed I think at five eleven. Yeah. But he looks bigger than that on the field. But, well, the um, the
0: thing to remember, I mean, we're talking about this, Brian. I mean, when Alabama had the just four first rounders, none of them were. You know, your 6'3", that's right. 200 pounders, they were all around six foot one eighty.
2: Yep. That's right. So
0: I mean, just depends on his ability to be able if if he can uh create space and you know, get off press man from the outside, then then he could play there.
2: Yeah, he's got some big playability. I, yes, he does. I, I saw some highlights of him. He had two hundred and thirty yards in one game. Yeah, he had, this had a ninety six or ninety seven yeah. yard
0: touchdown in that game.
2: Yeah. And um so yeah, a good addition and when you look at this receiving core, you know you're bringing in all these talented freshmen, and you want to balance that out with a couple mm-hmm. of guys who can, um, you know, have that experience, have that success at the college level, and uh, be those leaders in that room.
0: I mean, Auburn is. Uh, I mean, they're they're still very much interested in Will Shepard, the former yeah. LSU, uh Excuse me, the former Vandy yeah. receiver. Yeah, I know. LSU I keep thinking. After, yeah. I keep. Yeah, I know LSU is going after him. I mean, he's a Louisiana boy, uh, but but I think Auburn would like to add an experienced outside receiver to go along with the experienced yeah. slot that they are, or, or depending on where they use Robert Lewis, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him add another, another receiver through the transfer portal. And then we talked about Ryan Williams. Speaking of receivers, he is one that everybody anywhere would be thrilled to have the five star from Sarah land who, uh, who whose team fell. In the uh, in the state championship the other night, played a few
2: yards short short right there at the end, and um, that was a great game. Not
0: because Ryan uh, Ryan Williams had another fantastic game. He had
2: two. He had a touchdown receiving. Did he have a touchdown rushing? Uh,
0: He had a second touchdown. I don't remember exactly. And then he had another one on a
2: punt or kick return. Kick return. return. Yeah, kick Mm -hmm. return. There you go. He was uh, he was phenomenal. He's phenomenal all season. He's been phenomenal his whole career. Yep, at Land. So he uh, is
0: reclassified, and will be signing on his birthday, which is the first day of the. February signing
2: period. Man, that is going to be such a battle. I mean, it's going to be such a battle. Well, you
0: know, there hadn't been a whole lot of drama going yeah. into the February signing period the last few mm-hmm. years. There will be. There's some serious drama yeah. now. Yep. Auburn also picked up a commitment today from a junior college offensive lineman.
2: Yes, uh, Wil- Wilford. Yes,
0: yeah, Seth Wilford. Yes, yeah,
2: Seth Wilford. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. They got so many Back guys. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. yeah. But he is a big old Juco offensive lineman. I think we got him at 6'6", six, six, 30, or 330, excuse me, if, I, if, if I'm reading this right. Yeah, 6'6", six, six, th- no, I'm sorry, six six two ninety five. 295. Um, but I've seen him in person. He's a big, big boy. Uh-huh. The best thing I think about him is he's got a lot of talent and potential, but he's also got four years to play three. Yes. So he steps in as a true sophomore on Auburn's roster, can be a backup at one of the tackle positions um, maybe this fall and potentially be a two-year starter after that. We'll see.
0: Yeah, um, well, actually, if he redshirted this fall, yeah. he would have three more years yeah. after this year. And then, uh, and then Auburn with another player entering the transfer portal as redshirt freshman uh, defensive lineman Wilkie Denaud entering the portal today.
2: Yeah, really nice young man. Um, I guess from his perspective, he wanted an opportunity to play right away and maybe didn't see that uh, here at Auburn uh, at this time. So, uh, yeah, he's moving on, but I think Auburn is going to bring in an excellent defensive line class, Uh, In in 2024, and also supplement that with some really good transfer, guys, too.
0: We have a full bank of calls here as we get underway in hour number two of the drive, which is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And let's get to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar and Jerry gets us
3: started. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. I was just thinking about Ryan Williams also. And uh, match him up with Cam Coleman and Walker Wright for three years. That that would be a sweet situation.
0: Yeah, don't forget Perry Thompson. Yep. Yeah, or Bryce Gaines right. or I'm Malcolm Gain. Simmons. Right. I tell you what, I, I love this great class. Love this class.
2: It's a great class. It's a great balance of the class, too. Mm-hmm. You've already got two great outside guys and Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. Right. You've got a – Really Two fast, athletic. Guys. Yes. Uh, Bryce Kane in the middle. And then you got a guy in Simmons who has this incredible upside. And you really don't know what he's, what he's going to become, but he can play inside. He can play outside. He's got, I saw him in camp. He's got an incredible vertical leap. Um, and you can just see him continuing to grow and get bigger and stronger and uh, terrific athlete. I, I, I'm excited about all four of them.
3: Yeah, it looks like it's good for the future. Um, where do we stand at running back? I know the. Guy from Andalusia,
0: decommitted, but uh, well, right now
3: we.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was ginger. just going to say, who
3: are we looking
0: at right
2: now? Well, I think right now Auburn is going to stand pat at running back unless something happens.
0: With yeah, because it looks like there's a very good possibility that the running back room returns intact.
2: Yep, and uh, if that is the case, um, they don't feel like they have to have a a running back in the 24 class. They're very, very much interested in. Of, of next year yeah uh, there's a top 25 running back I can't think of his name off the top of my head Alvin Henderson yeah Alvin Henderson yeah who Auburn has been recruiting from since you showed up right Right. and uh, he is a great one and um, he's been to Auburn numerous times it's going to be a battle but Auburn has really put in a lot of effort to recruit him he's a top 2025 running back and um, wouldn't be shocked if Auburn does win that um Battle for him that he might have a decision here within the coming weeks or months.
3: Yeah, that is a strong running back room. Oh, yeah. It's hard to give everybody carries.
2: Yep.
0: Appreciate it, Jerry. All right. Enjoy. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety, And Terry is next. Hey, Terry.
7: Hey, Bill. Hey, Brian. Bill, I got a baseball question for you, first of all.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
7: huh. Are all the single digit numbers for the Yankees retired?
0: Uh, I think. I think that there I think there may be one left. Let's see. Nine,
7: if there eight, are run there's not seven, many
0: Six, Five. You know, I think you I, I think they may be gone. Let's see. I'm I'm counting them down. Okay. Um four is, three is, two's Bobby Richardson, right? Who was number one? That's
2: um, an awful thing. That's Billy no, Martin.
0: Oh, okay. Well then they are. They're all gone.
7: Mm, that's interesting. Okay, Brian, if Auburn could flip Ryan Williams, then is this class similar to what Nick Saban did when he got to Alabama?
2: I think it has that potential, yes. Yes. Um, yes.
0: I don't think there's any question
2: about that, Terry. I mean, this is going to be one of the best wide receiver classes in Auburn history. And, you know, I, I hate to say that it's the best. I don't want to say it's going to be the best in SEC or national, you know. Uh, because Definitely Auburn,
0: definitely on paper would right. be the best in Auburn history. Yeah, but,
2: you know, Alabama had four first-rounders, right? Yeah. But you know, not
0: not that first year.
2: Right, right. They got... He's
0: he's talking about comparing this to what Nick Saban. They came in and had uh, Auburn may not have even even flipping Ryan Williams, Auburn may not have the number one class in the country. Right. But it would it, it would be uh, that kind of jump yes. because Alabama was not look, let Mike Shula may not have been a great coach, but he didn't leave the cupboards nearly as bare
7: as Brian Harson did at all. Yeah. Right. I just wanted I wondered. What is Ron Williams' size? I don't even know. I know, I know he's very 6'1", 1, 165, six
0: one, one sixty five, one seventy. But yep. he. But it doesn't matter. He's going to fill a lot out. He is. Yep. He is so quick. People say. Um, people say he's uh, David Palmer four inches taller.
7: Oh wow, that's quite a compliment there. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah, let's let like him return punts. Take care, guys. I
0: right, appreciate it, Terry. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Was it James up next? Hey James. Hey guys, sorry I've been able to call in lately. I've been busy,
8: but uh, man, I'm I'm excited about everything going on in recruiting. Um, just kind of want to give you a little bit of update from my Florida connections down there. They're not looking too good with them Gators. Uh, they, I, I yeah, know. I was gonna
0: say I can't believe they even want to talk to anybody. <laughs> They they don't want to talk to me because they're afraid. I've we're never heard a gator cry. I wonder what so. that like that sounds like. You know, <laughs> it, that. Ain't, it ain't a good thing.
8: It ain't a good thing. I promise you that. So oh. I have to listen to it from my sister. She's like, no, she won't talk to me because she's afraid we're gonna take our old D line class away from her. And it's so. it's
0: funny. It's so funny to read about this cheating and so and on. So. It's mm. like, look, everything everything now is pretty much above board. Right. It's like uh, there's no question what everybody. Uh, what everybody can do so if you lose out that's just that's that's a shame but that's the way it is now that's
8: true I mean we've been on the, the end of those battles too hmm. you know so we've times. had players trans- transfer and we've lost a lot of recruiting battles and you know some really heartbreakers you know there was a couple of kids out of Auburn high school that shouldn't have left and you know I don't know what was all going on I don't know the circumstances behind all those but you know that that's really that really hurts you when you get kids out of a high school that's in your backyard. That, mm-hmm. You know, when you don't get those guys. You should be getting those guys, you know, and you let them go to other teams. But that's in the past. We're not having to worry about that now. So, that's not an issue. But, I don't know, I've, I've, it's been crazy. So, I just wanted to call in and talk to you all for a moment. And I appreciate you all letting me talk with you for a few minutes. So, Good
0: hearing from you, James. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Auburn, uh, speaking of Auburn High, Towns was uh, on yes. campus, right?
2: Yes. and I think Auburn <laughs> is trying to find a way uh, to. Oh, I'd love to bring him in. To, love to be able to and have him be have mixed him stay up, home. which would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, that that dude can absolutely I'm, boot
0: the football. He really can. Yeah, just fantastic. Yep. All right, we'll get one more before we get to our first break here this hour, and John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, guys, I had a quick question for Brian Matthews and one thought. Uh, just curious from Brian, I think we may sign 18-22 to 22, um, in this recruiting class. How many of those guys will actually um, be immediate contributors, especially the wide receiving class? And I had one additional thought. I heard a caller last week talk about why fans aren't excited about a bowl game. Um, used to be a bowl game was a reward for a successful season. I just wish people would be honest if they kept playing kept pra- paying for practice time. And candidly, I think Auburn fans probably spend about 1.3 million in uh, on tickets. If you look at the ticket distribution, I'm not so sure. And I know this is not a binary choice, but I'm not so sure the long-term benefit of 1.3 million going to on to victory would be far greater benefit to Auburn than paying the salary of some overpriced bowl CEO. That's all I got. Appreciate it, guys. Huh. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting thought, there, John. However, um, if you i
2: mean if, well, we if, member, if there was an oppor-
0: if there yeah. was an opportunity to sort of be able to see the guys hang with them watch them participate in something you'd probably be more likely right then if you knew that's what you were going to get from contributing yeah. to the NIL as opposed to uh paying i mean look it's uh what are you getting for that you're probably getting uh, you know, if, if you're going up there before the game, you might see the players out and about somewhere at, at an event. Yeah. You're going to get to see the players participate
2: in the game. And Auburn, you, the athletic department does get money for going they to do. the ball game. They do. And SEC gets more money doing that. And, um, you know, I think we're moving toward uh, nationally within the next three to five years or so towards schools having the ability to pay directly. Players.
0: Yeah, so that's what you wrote about in yeah. your musings today, that that story that broke last week from Charlie Baker right. uh, that we were talking about a little bit. Yeah, it is.
2: In fact, it's almost unstoppable because if the NCAA doesn't come up with with um, then a plan, they'll lose complete control. They're, they're, they're going to be out from under them. The court cases, and they're going to be forced to do it. So, yep. one way or the other, it's coming. And I don't know exactly how it's going to look or work. Um, you know, it depends on if there's some sort of um, legislation passed or if they have to you know, come up with their own plan. If they lose the court cases, you know, who knows how it's going to work out. But some way, somehow, these players are going to be paid directly through the university, and, you know, it's going to change a little bit how the process of how it works.
0: I think Charlie Baker put all this out there to try to spur legislation, try to spur the legislators to try to come together and do something. That's something they've been asking for since the beginning. But but we'll see. All right, of the – I think Auburn may sign more than
2: they're at twenty right now. Yeah, going will say I think they're going to sign more than 20, 18 to twenty two. I, I, I think they could land a. I think a couple they may more. be around twenty five. And yeah. the thing
0: is, all right, I, I look at the numbers today with Wilkie Denod going into the portal, um, and and I feel sure that there will be more players who will enter the portal. Yes. Auburn right now has twenty eight spots if there are no other defections, so they're going to be able to get. Thirty-two to thirty-five, somewhere in their total. Yep. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Auburn signing twenty-four, you know, 23, 24 players next Wednesday. Yep. And then having another ten to twelve spots for transfers and or additional signees yeah. in February.
2: And of the guys, I think that are playing right away, I think most of the receivers are playing. I think all
0: the receivers will get a shot.
2: And um, yeah, at least three of them are playing. I, I just I don't yeah. know how you can keep Perry or Cam Coleman off the field. I think uh, Bryce is a special slot receiver, even though Auburn's got some good slot receivers coming back. I still think he's that good, and you know Malcolm may may, may or may not need a year of yeah, but I, we'll like see. I said, I think they we'll get a shot.
0: i think I think you're going you're going to get some playing time from your edges yeah Jamonte, Jamonte Waller you got to
2: play. Joe Phillips yes. yeah and, and Joe could play Willie or edge. I don't think yes. he's hundred percent an edge. No, but that's yes. what I'm saying, but yeah. i mean
0: he's, he's a guy that I think will be able to play. Somewhere yeah. out there, early special teams, All four linebacker. of those linebackers may yes.
2: just because they're so talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive back-wise, I think Auburn's bringing in, is it five or six? Yes. Just because of the situation there, you figure a couple of those guys are going to have to play, get experience, play special teams. You know, Terrence Love is a guy that I don't think we've talked about all season, no, but he played right. in every single game on special teams. I, and I, I'm sure he got in in the rotation, too, a little bit. Um, so you're going to see a couple of guys like that, I think, in the defensive backfield. I don't think any offensive linemen, Maybe the Wilford kid would play the the Jucos. Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, I think more likely a, a more likely a, a transfer.
2: Yeah. Um, if
0: if they if they add a tight end, maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think a couple of these defensive linemen are going to have to play in the rotation. I agree.
0: They're going to. They need them for depth. Yeah, and,
2: and they and they also need to, um, you know, have them ready to play. Maybe start mm-hmm. next year. So just like Keldrick Falk, you know, he's he, he's going to be a heck of a heck of a player by this oh, time. Oh, yeah, just wait. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah, just give him a year of the offseason. season. But um, I would say at least half this class would play. Half, half this class of freshmen will play. Yeah, I mean, way.
0: well, the thing is, if they're good, you're not going to keep them for four years anyway. Yep. If they're really good. And that's the situation. Auburn really hasn't been in that situation for a while.
2: No, they haven't. It's
0: good, good to uh, be thinking about that. Need to get to our first break of hour number two. Tex, Brett, hang on, guys. You'll be up when we come back here on the Monday Drive.
2: The Edward
1: Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Auburn is dedicated to The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at espnau.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email us at TheDrive at espnau.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday evening. Bill and Brian here in the studio with Drew at the Controls. Let's get back to The Drive hotline presented by Skybar. And Tex is up next. Hey, Tex.
6: Hey, guys. Hey, Brian. I I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your calming tone when (laughs) you've been talking about recruiting because, like Bill, it's always been, we're going to get them all. Oh, we're not getting anybody. And then we get some. So I've, I've been around it long enough. Oh, What really got me excited was your, for the lack of a better term, lecture about we need to change our mindset because it's not the same staff.
2: It's, it's it's completely uh, different now.
0: Uh, it hasn't been like this in a long time, nope. if 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 ever. I mean, Coach Die now I, was. I think it's cut Co- Dye. I Coach Die. Coach Die was to. a great closer yeah. and a great recruiter, and that staff. Different era. It, you're right, but I mean, but, that's the last time yep. that Auburn was just they they weren't backing down from anybody, yep. and they were going to go they were going to go after those guys and get them. Yep, I
6: agree hundred percent. So Brian, I need to get your phone number because Bill always turns me down to go out
0: for lunch. Hey, uh, let like me tell you, Tex, I was gonna say this, Tex, this may have been a <laughs> may have been a productive luncheon that I went to today. I told Tex we had we had the Dean's luncheon, Christmas lunch today, and everybody in the department was there. I got a chance to speak to 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 our dean, Dr. Uh, Dr. Eaton, and his season tickets are right in front of my season tickets for basketball. And I said, you know, I haven't seen you there. And he said, well, he's he's had some functions that he's unable to sit in those seats when he has guests. And I said, well, if you have guests this Saturday, oh, excuse me, this Sunday, I've got two sons that are bugging the heck out of me right now wondering, you know, how are we gonna find tickets for Sunday against USC? So that may have been a productive luncheon for me to I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I would have loved to have been with you guys today.
6: Well, it's uh I don't know why why do you spend so much time back over there? Well, two of the main reasons were with us with me at lunch today. So oh, yeah. Floyd and Teresa was there. It was for Floyd's birthday. Uh, Bill was invited, but I understand going to the Dean's Christmas luncheon.
0: Well, I and then I had, and then free. I had Doug Amos calling me at one o'clock. So it's like I was sort of stuck in between both.
6: <laughs> well, well, and then uh, I, you know, it's it's interesting. The Shepherd kid we're talking about, who's from Louisiana, I can't remember the guy who was a quarterback at LSU but converted to wide receiver, and his last name was Shepherd too. I'm gonna have to do a little investigation to hmm. see if they're brothers.
3: Hmm. Or related.
6: Yeah,
0: that's that's a good uh, good point. I hadn't thought about that.
6: I I hadn't thought about that for a little while. Uh, Also, John just called a minute ago. John, I apologize. I was in town, but it was literally for less than 24 hours. But yesterday I did stop at Niffers, and I drank one beer, but it was taking so long to get my food to take to the house that I drank a second beer, so that one was for John.
0: (laughs) There you
3: go.
6: (laughs) And then I fell asleep in the recliner. Uh, but anyway, so with all this going on, and, and you're talking about playing freshmen, so how many of these freshmen do we think we're going to get in that you think are going to be true impacts that will get in to be able to be in a spring practice?
2: I do not have the list of uh, all the guys that are coming in January. I do know that um, – I think it's around 12 or 13. Yeah, Malik Blockton wow. is, is a guy that is coming in. He's, he's going to try to start – bowl practice uh, Caleb Harris is safety from um uh Georgia no no, no 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 he's from um uh Alabaster Thompson. Thompson yeah yeah uh he is also planning to come in uh, and uh participate in bowl practice too so that's a couple
0: Cam Coleman's another one that would be really interesting yep. if he could get it he's he's an early enrollee it'd be interesting to uh to have him be out there at practice.
6: Well, the neat thing about that is they get not only the spring practice, they get the winter workouts, right, yes. then the spring practice, then the summer workouts, and then goes through fall camp. So that, that would be tremendous for us. So uh, got to ask, transfer quarterback, yes or no, Brian, in your opinion?
2: Uh, my opinion right now is no on a high-profile gal, maybe on, a, on a, a gal with multiple years of eligibility. But I don't think that's set in stone. I still think this is something that they're going to talk about, discuss, consider, you know. and I'm not ruling out any possibility there. Here's the
0: thing, and Tex, we were talking about this in the first hour. I, I wish I knew the answer to this. I, I'm embarrassed to say I, I don't. I know that there is a dead period for recruiting, which starts Sunday at midnight leading up to the early signing period, and that dead period goes through uh, January 2nd or 3rd. I don't know if that applies to transfer portal. If you can't get a player in, if you can't bring in a transfer between this Sunday and January 3rd, uh, that's going to cut back on your possibility of, of bringing somebody in. And, and I don't think that Hugh Freeze would want to bring in another quarterback who can't go through spring.
6: I agree with that 100%, but I think the rule is Transfer portal is treated completely differently. I, I thought so, I just haven't had a chance to look it up. Enter. Yeah. I think it's only when you can enter is the dead period. You know, there there's a dead period in between the two entries
0: into the portal. There isn't I know there 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 are some dead periods even for transfers, but I I I'm pretty sure they're not aligned with the regular recruiting periods.
6: Especially if you just opened it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be very odd. That, so. If that's the case yeah. then you'd why well, not and, why not go ahead and do what Hugh free said and just have a 10 day window uh, instead of a 30-day window here yeah.
6: mm-hmm. exactly well and I think that uh I'm not necessarily calling for a transfer quarterback but that's the number one question that comes up anybody that tries no, to no talk no me about it uh, so it's, it's are we going to get one if we we get playmakers at the receiver running back room stays the same. And we returned three starters on an offensive line that played pretty good towards the end. I would think that uh, Peyton Thorne will be more than serviceable because I think he ran the ball way better than we ever thought he would, mm-hmm. and at times threw the ball extremely well. So, just my opinion. And John, next time I'm in, we're going to have a beer. All right, guys. That's
0: All right, sounds alright you
6: All right, y'all take care.
0: Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Brett is next. Hey, Brett.
5: Hey, Bill. Um, didn't hear the first part of the show. What, what, what's the chances that uh, Marcus Harris comes back?
2: I think the chances are a little above 50-50, but I think that decision is still in the process of being made, or, or was at least recently. So um, I think there's yeah. still discussions, talk, um, looking at different options there. But, yeah, I think that's a real possibility
5: okay um if if he doesn't come back and you know Wilkie Denard's now leaving it, it it seems like auburn's going to need to get a in the portal get another edge
2: yes, get uh, another
5: backup defensive in and two defensive
2: tackles yes, I think that's exactly what they need in the in the portal um if if he doesn't come back if he does come back, then what you said and, and maybe just one defensive tackle but they definitely yeah. need a portal um, edge rusher, mm-hmm. somebody who can comp- compliment um, uh, Jalen McLeod. Yeah, because right and,
0: now it's Jalen McCloud and Jamonte Waller are the only two Britain edges. Williams. Yeah.
2: Yep, that's it. Um, yeah. But
0: Gee, I'd, heard, I'd heard that Brenton might have actually grown enough to move inside.
2: Oh, is that right? <laughs> okay, well. Uh,
5: well, um, I, I, how about uh, Robert Lewis? Y'all have any idea what his speed is?
2: I watched film of him, you know. I don't know if he has – I don't think he has, like, you know, 4-4 four, four track type speed, but I think he's fast enough to stretch defenses out, you know. I I just don't – I don't know that he's, you know, SEC number one overall pick type speed, but um, – Right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I was just – it seemed like a lot of the guys we brought in this past year weren't able to get any separation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I noticed as you – yards per catch was only about 12 or so but yeah, that was a big know.
2: issue for sure and uh, I, I think yeah. it was more than just their athletic ability too that held some of those guys back you know what i'm saying
5: okay
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah i got it yeah. all right we all have a great evening appreciate it brett we need to get to our bottom of the hour break still time for you to join in as we head down the stretch here on the monday drive
1: With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive. Final 20 minutes or so here on this Monday evening. Bill and Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, and uh, yeah, Brian. I mean, this is a—it's a fun time, more more fun than it's been in a while. I mean, you know, let's face it—the last few years, it's been great that basketball has yes. has has been here to help lift the spirits. Yeah. of Auburn fans at this time because it hasn't looked, hasn't looked nearly as exciting Not in heading, he, yeah, heading up to signing day. yeah
2: you know, the 21 class was 22nd nationally. The 22 class dipped to 25th nationally. The 23 class was probably going to be – Oh, it wasn't going to be at, in the top even, 40. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Freeze got here. I think he signed about – he, he managed to get about a dozen players just in that, that little window well, he had. Well, look at the flips, yep. I mean, last year. And look how many are contributing already. Keldrick, Kyan Lee. Um, Connor. Yep, kind Lou, three big big ones. And if, if uh Darren Reed or Daron Reed, I'm not sure exactly how you say Duron. it. Uh if he if he can put it all together, he's a guy I think that we'll be talking a lot about next year.
0: I mean Auburn had three freshman all S C C players. Two of them were flips.
2: Yep. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh this year this class is up to number nine now. Uh with the Yeah, we of, hadn't uh, mentioned
0: that with the addition of uh yeah,
2: Wilford. Seth Wilford and you know, we'll see how much higher it can climb. Uh uh
0: they uh, well I know that they haven't, uh, they haven't quit.
2: No. There's still some very high-profile kids still out there, including Ryan Williams, who reclassifies to the 24 class here uh, earlier today.
0: Well, I mean, we, we, we talked a little while ago. I think Amaris Williams is on campus right now, yep. the uh, former Florida commit there, who's a defensive lineman. We were just talking about with Brett a little while ago. That's another spot where Auburn really – uh, you know, needs some, some help and an opportunity to be able to come in and, um, you know, if, if he's an early enrollee, and I believe he is, to be able to um, show that you can be in the playing rotation this fall.
2: Yeah, he's another big athletic dude, 6'3", 270 from, uh, from North Carolina and um, top uh, 100 player nationally. I think he's 65 overall, um, number six. Um, we've got him as a strong side defensive end. I think mm-hmm. that's probably what he is. Um, but uh, he's also got the frame where he could certainly grow into a big old defensive yeah, tackle Yeah, grow too. into
0: it, that, that three. So, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how many – golly, how many – we talked a little bit a while ago about Florida. Auburn's already <coughs> – they flipped Jamonte Waller. They had LJ McCray in. Um, isn't Auburn still recruiting Chris McClellan?
2: I'm not sure. I haven't heard. that. I mean, there's
0: there, well, there's another, there's another Florida defensive yep. lineman that, that decommitted. Oh man! I mean, it's uh, their class is getting killed right it, now. It really is. I can. and and Florida. Have you looked at Florida's schedule for next year? Mm-mm. Florida. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Billy Napier's 11 and 14 in two years. Right. And they've got another. I believe. I believe they've. Uh, let me. Let me see if I can. see if I can pull it up on my phone. Um, the, the Florida schedule next year, it's going to take a, I mean, it would take a tremendous job and Napier would probably be a candidate for coach of the year if they go above 500 next year. Yeah. I mean, so that's got to be, you talk about negative recruiting. It's, it's very easy to pitch that to those Florida recruits right now going, look there, you saw what happened at Auburn, uh, Napier's 11 and 14 in two years. And they've got a really rough schedule next year, so.
2: Oh, we've still got Amarius. He's still committed to Florida, according to Florida. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know if that's correct or not, but.
0: Well, I he, he's visiting. Yes, he, so. even he even, is. If he, yeah. even if he he's he's committed right to Florida, now, so. he's
2: visiting Auburn right now. All your Florida recruits belong to us, right? Yeah.
0: Sure, sure. That sure is nice to uh, to feel like you know you've got a shot at any of these guys, but. uh but, yeah, we're, as we were talking a while ago, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Auburn's got 20 commits right now. And, uh, I mean, maybe they won't sign all these guys. I, I don't know of anybody that, that Auburn seems to be terribly worried about. There was a lot of, a lot of smoke this past week about Perry Thompson, but right. I think that was just it was smoke Smoke that was Made uh, up smoke. being yep. pumped in from, from outside, trying, yep. trying to get Auburn – folks to be as concerned as some other places are but uh but yeah i mean I, I feel pretty good about them being able to take that 20 plus yeah
2: absolutely next wednesday we'll not be surprised if it's somewhere between 22 or 23 up to maybe 25 we'll see 334-321-1390
0: 3, 3, 3, 1, that is the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar. and mitch is up next hey mitch
7: Hey guys, I got uh three things I wanna touch on real quick. Um uh I heard that the all American team came out and, and I checked uh the AP and then I went over and checked Fox and it looks like uh Jalen Jalen Simpson is a uh, at least an all American with the Fox guys, I think. Second hmm. team.
0: Good for him. I have not se- I had not seen that.
7: Okay. All right. Well, that's something y'all can look up because I know I know Brian's got his laptop there because I can always hear him hitting <laughs> the keyboard when he's not talking. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, that's <laughs> true. Second thing, um, oh, my God, uh, the basketball game, incredible game. I was, you know, um, I, I'll admit uh, I took uh, Indiana and in eight points because, Bill, you guys scared me to death <laughs> with that team last week when y'all talked about them. Well, they were big. And, and, yeah. <laughs> right yeah uh but but i never expected that but uh um yeah that uh that that last shot um you know i i know they had all the backups in uh but you know dude draw a little bit of iron and we got a new we got a new school record of That's only right. two turnovers dude. in a basketball game yep. <laughs> so but anyway it was a great game and um <clears throat> last thing i got um I don't know. Did you guys see, uh, even though it was called back, did you see the pass that Kelsey made for Kansas City against Buffalo? Um,
0: no, I've heard tons. The- I've heard all kinds of talk about it. We weren't, we weren't uh, at home. And then I've, I've missed the highlight a couple times. I've got to pull it up on my uh, computer, but I, I forgot to bring it with me today.
7: Yeah, because I mean it was, and I think they even said that he played quarterback in high school or something like that. But he's running down the middle of the field. I mean, it's not the last play of the game, and he just he just throws it behind him to to the left sideline, to the left of him to the sideline to Tony, who scores. But then they call it back because Tony was lined up in the neutral zone. But I mean, it was it it was an incredible play, and I I I'd never seen that before, especially when they're you know was still time to go in the game but all the blue he just he just threw it That's a better time
0: to do it because you're not expecting yeah. you know not expecting that kind of last second desperation
7: right right i mean you know i mean and and, and he probably wouldn't have scored but i mean he looked like the, you know he he still had some yardage to gain but but tony was o- over there by himself and but anyway that's all I got. That's all I got, guys. War Eagle. We'll
2: talk to you soon.
0: Appreciate it, Mitch. All right. Here is the Florida schedule for next year. Oh boy. All right. They open the season. Uh, does it say where these are? They open the season with Miami. The, here are their non-conference games. Okay. First of all, Scott Strickland,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I can't imagine that you'd go here. I want to. I want. I want to have my University of Florida play Miami, Florida State, and Central Florida. Woo. That's three of their four non-conference games wow. are the other three major schools in the state of Florida. So they've got Miami, Florida State, and Central Florida on the schedule. That Samford is their fourth game. All right, in conference, they've got <clears throat> Texas A&M. All right, so Miami is in Gainesville. They've got Texas A&M at home. They go to Knoxville. They've got Georgia and Jacksonville. Mm. They go, uh, they've got Ole Miss at home, Kentucky at home, at LSU, at Mississippi State, at Texas. All right, I can see. All right, you figure uh, Mississippi State, Sanford. Uh, what's another sure win for them? Uh. Is it a sure thing that they beat Kentucky next year? No. Is it a sure thing that they beat. Uh, A&M next year because those are the next worst teams right. they play. Billy Napier in trouble. isn't going to make it through year three unless Probably something not. unbelievable happens and now he's losing, he's losing recruits right and left. Yep. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Monday Drive.
7: Robert Pig with Pig Enterprise.